culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in. Hello, everybody. If you are listening to this on the podcast or watching this on the YouTube, hello, happy Friday morning. You're catching a rebroadcast of Thursday Nights Live on the Instagram at No Filter with Zach. This is a live, so we will be recapping the news, but I will be doing interactions. This is a much more informal episode of the podcast. It comes out every Fridays. If you like the more structured episodes, those come out every Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, but this will this is our fun Liddy City Night in. So I am not, this is not a live broad, broadcast stream for the YouTube, but I am in that live chat chatting with you live right now. Welcome on in, guys. I hope everybody is having a wonderful week thus far. Thank you. I did get a little bit of a, a haircut. Um, I just had to clean things up while we let my scalp repair before we bleach the shit out of it again. Um, I'm so sorry. Badges are not on tonight. Um I think people are reporting me. Um, I don't know why they're reporting my Instagram lives, but they have been. So Instagram has been, I believe that's the case. I've tried to figure out why Instagram has been blocking me from doing badges. Um, They usually give me like a slap on the wrist by saying I'm not allowed to do badges for 24 hours. I don't know why. Um, It may be like wine promotion. So I'm cutting back on doing wine promotions, but or at least on here. But I mean, if anybody likes, you know, and wants to, not that I'm telling anybody to do that, not that I'm encouraging sales of any alcoholic beverages, but I'm just saying nofilterwine.com happens to have some great housewives inspired rosé. Wink, wink. Um, Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. We have so much to break down tonight. First off, congrats. Zach, I live for your lives and it's like my Thursday night Bravo show. Ah, thank you so much, Katie. That's so sweet. Yeah, the bitches need to stop. Report. They, I think they report me because they don't like when I say things about Erica that they don't like. Um, but whatever. Let's dive into all the tea. First of all, congrats to Teresa Judice and Louie. They've gotten engaged. Seemingly exciting, right? I know there are a lot of controversial things about Louie out in the universe. So... I, I know that's going to be a big topic of discussion with the new season of Real Housewives of New Jersey. I know Margaret Josephs brings a lot of that up on the show this new season. So we won't cover too much of it now, but we'll cover it as we're going and we'll break it down and react to it. And I'll do more digging then because people have sent me a lot of different rumors about him in the past when they were on the off season and now. So we'll dive into all that more once the new season begins. Do you trust Louie? Um, the board bitch. I don't know if I trust Louie. 
I don't know. That is one thing I don't know. But we don't really know him. But we'll get to know him on this new season. So I guess we'll have a better judgment then. But I mean, Teresa seems happy. So you know what? Congrats to her. You do you, boo. Okay, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. I thought it was great. I would maybe give it like a a seven and a half, maybe eight out of ten. It wasn't like a ballpark knockout, but it was good. Towards the end of it, it got a little more boring the less we talked about Erica, because obviously that's the juicy stuff that we're all tuning in for. You know, Kathy was cute. You know, I felt for her when she was crying about her mother. Like, that's obviously very, you know, traumatic for her. A seven out of ten. Wow. Teresa. Um, I thought it was great. I also just wanted to give a special um, a special shout out and congratulations to Sutton. Despite carrying this season all season long, she has seemingly gotten fewer and fewer lines and airtime throughout this reunion. But you know what? Congrats to your queen. She carried this season. Um, and I guess now she doesn't have to carry the reunion since she doesn't have much to talk about other than almost burning Kyle's house down last week. She had a lot of good reaction faces this week, you know, good for her. Um, but cheers cheers to your queen, my babes. Cheers to your queen. I think Erica answered everything that people wanted to know about her marriage. Um, all of the questions were answered. There wasn't much deflection. And she took the questions head on, barely deflected on anything. There were, I think, only like two things that she said she legally couldn't disclose or talk about. One of them really being like when she sought legal counsel. But in terms of like everything about her marriage that she was grilled about, her salary came up, the bank account statements all came up. And I mean, from just a viewer watching it, and not being a fan or a hater of Erica, she seemed forthright and honest. I don't think that there was, I was given the impression or reason to see why she wouldn't be um, forthright and honest in answering those questions. The, the questions didn't seem to confuse, or the answers didn't seem to confuse me all that much. They're the questions that everyone was really excited about Andy asking in the trailer. So it's not like they can say Andy really went lightly on her because they were excited that those are the questions that were coming and then he asked them and then she answered them. So at this point, like, look, she said, what did what did she reveal? That she never had access to the finances and Tom got all of her paychecks. So her statements this season about never going to a bank and not really rece- and not receiving any of the money, like all of that stuff seems to check out. So what she said during the show and what she's saying now, it seems to be, we're just getting more details. It seems to be all kind of lining up. Um, she talked about the mistresses. Obviously we know about Trisha A. Bigelow and she released the text messages. She opened up about that. I was surprised that she, I don't know if I believed her when she said that she was faithful to Tom um, I just, I don't know. I feel like at some point you want somebody to pat the puss, right? And if Tom can't get it up, like you need, if he's out there with mistresses, I wouldn't be surprised if she was getting a little fun too. I would not be surprised. Um, that was the only part that I was like, mm, I don't know if I fully believe that Miss Girardi. But I mean, Andy grilled her about her salary. Um, He talked to her about feeling captive. And, you know, I know some people that have shared or that related to Erica by having, you know, having sharing their experiences with being mentally abused by partners or spouses in the past. I can't really speak to that. I know some people have have DM'd me and shared their experiences and and had some relation to her. Um, So 
people seem to have some sort of resemblance. I have never been in a situation like that, so I can't compare my situation to what she's saying or any of her behavior. But I do know that a lot of people have reached out and shared, you know, sent shared some resemblance or some experiences that seemed to mirror what she was uh, giving us on the show. Um, I mean, she talks about why she spoke so highly of him on the show. She says, you know, marriages are good and marriages are bad. But when you're on the show, of course, you're only going to talk about the good times. Like, why would you go and air your marriage's dirty laundry? I mean, unless your husband's like actively part of the show or unless the show is about your marriage, you're not really going to be so forthright with coming up, you know, with talking about any issues that you have in your marriage, especially when your husband is powerful. And she said she felt you know, like she couldn't leave because she didn't have access to any of the financials. I did have a good follow-up question or a follow-up question. I shouldn't toot my own horn too much, but I did have a follow-up question to that being like, well, then how did you leave? Like if you, if you didn't have access to any of the finances and that was your fear for so long, then how were you able to make that leap? How were you able to finally make that jump? I was curious about that. Um, but again, she showed up and she answered all the questions and people are saying, well, of course she's going to show up. She needed the cash. She needs the money. But yeah, if she didn't show up, then you'd say she's running from something, that she was hiding from something. She must be guilty. And if she didn't answer the questions, then she's clearly guilty by omission. But like at this point, I feel myself and now I can confidently say this. I feel myself believing her more and more because according to the facts and according to, you know, what she's revealed so far, like it seems to be checking out for the most part. I know people don't like that. I know people don't want to admit that. So they keep like changing the goalpost of like what it would take for them to actually convince them that she's not guilty. Um, I mean, even Ronald Richards has changed his tune and is now backing her up and saying that, you know, Tom pulled a fast one on her and it's most likely that she didn't know anything. Like if Ron Richards, who is one of the hardest people coming at her, has changed his tune... I mean, you know, you can, but again, like I've always said, I think the people that are judging her the most are the people that just want their hatred for her validated. And that's why they would come at me because I wouldn't validate that hatred. I would spit facts and they didn't like when I spit facts because to them that, you know, went against their hatred for her, you know? So, but it's also interesting because now most people are saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter if she knew. It doesn't matter if she knew. She's still on the hook for it. But it's like that contrast what you were saying about her a couple months ago when you were talking about how she needed to go to prison and how she needed to be fired from the show because she's guilty and you know she's guilty. Now you're saying it doesn't matter if she's guilty. Like pick a lane and stay in it at this point. Like which one is it? You think she's guilty or it doesn't matter if she's guilty. Because your stance changes like every other week. So I'm trying to keep up with it. Um, And the narrative seems to be breaking. So my question, though, is like, what questions do you still have that can prove that she's not guilty? Like, what questions do you still want to know? Sailor Easton, uh uh-oh. Uh, Zach, Zach, you know, I love you, but I have to respectfully disagree. Erica came off as rehearsed and disingenuous. Again, I feel like I talked about this on the the live, what was it, yesterday? Um, when we were doing the, the live viewing of the reunion show. Of course it's going to be rehearsed. Like, she has to be careful with what she says. Anybody in that position is going to have to, I mean, 
I know Andy and Bravo didn't provide any of the questions ahead of time. Um, so I would assume that at this point, all that happened was her lawyers tried to come at her from different angles and she was prepared with what her answers are going to be. Was she a little cold and, and you know, standoffish? Sure. But that's kind of true to her character. Um, she seemed rehearsed. I mean, what, what, did, what did you expect? Like what, what, how could she have answered those questions any differently that would have been satisfying for you? Like, that's the part that for me, of course, it's rehearsed. Like, of course, like she's literally on, like people are coming at her and suing her every other day. So yeah, she has to be careful with what she says. She could have flaked. Yeah, I agree, Ansley. She could have flaked. She could have ran away. Lisa Vanderpump ran away. Adrian Malouf ran away. Denise Richards ran away. They ran away. They shut the conversation down. They, they you know, blamed uh, being set up. Um... They tried to sue the product, the producers. They kept Brandy Glanville from coming on the show. I'm honestly so confused by Erica. The moments where I really believe her, and then there are moments when I don't. Well, what what moments are you confused about? That's what I want to know. Everyone's like, I believe her, but then I'm, I'm I don't fully believe her. I'm confused. What are you confused about? What questions do you still have? You thought she seemed rehearsed. Okay, cool. I mean, she's gonna have to be rehearsed. Like that's the reality of with the legalities and having to check in with her lawyers, like she's going to have to be prepared and she's going to have to be careful with how she says things because everybody picks apart every little thing that she says already. Everybody's just looking for her to say something wrong so that they can incriminate her. Okay. She defends Tom. I know some people that is an issue that I do have is that it does seem like she is trying to protect Tom in certain instances. Um, some people think that it has to do with the abuse and maybe it's Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. I think when you're married to somebody for 20 years and you see them deteriorate, there's a natural part of you that kind of wants to protect them. But, you know, at the same time, I. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point. Um, Mike Lush, like on the reunion, when she slipped and said that she spoke to Tom, but the entire season she said that she didn't speak to Tom. When did she say she spoke to Tom? And she was very clear that she hasn't spoke to Tom, but that he's called her and he's reached out to her. And I believe at the reunion, not the preview for the reunion, but from what we've seen in parts one and two, she hasn't said that she's had any communication to Tom since she left him. So since filing for divorce, that's when she cut off all communication with him. She did a lot. For, he did a lot for her, too. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's you know, we're humans and we can have multiple feelings. I think she's very scared also. Possible. I mean, that's possible. I wish Andy would have asked the follow-up questions, like, why did she choose to leave now and not before? It's possible that he did ask those questions and they may be airing in part three or four or they just got edited out. Like, obviously, we can't see, we can't watch every single follow-up question he asked. And he did seem to be grilling her. Mike Lush is a cutie. Yes, Mike Lush is a cutie. Everyone should go follow him. He wants those follows. Um, Lindsay, I would definitely be coached. You're going to have to be coached. It's like if you're going to go up on the stand you know, and you're under, you know, under oath, what, you're going to tell me you're not going to be rehearsed? You're going to tell me you didn't have conversations with your lawyers ahead of time? 
Remember the reunion preview Andy asked. Yeah, I don't like to go by reunion previews. I like to go by what we actually see because we've been deceived way too many times with the previews. Look at Real Housewives of New Jersey when it looked like Melissa was having an affair and Teresa was exposing her having an affair on Joe Gorga and then we finally see the episode and we find out it was a prank. I don't like to go based off of the edits that we get in the previews because the interview, the previews are sensationalized in order to like get people to tune in and watch. So when that plays out, I'll be the judge of that. Until then, I'm reserving my judgment. Do you, um, the board bitch, do you like the way Andy interviewed the ladies for this reunion? Do you think it's been better than prior seasons? Um, I don't really see a difference, to be honest. It seemed pretty much the same. Why can't she talk to him? She's not being charged. Everyone's waiting to incriminate her. Um, I don't know why she can't talk. I mean, I guess because there are criminal charges that are now being brought up against him, that that would be one of the reasons. I mean, she's also in a divorce proceeding. Usually when you're in divorce proceeding, your lawyers don't want you to talk to the person that you're divorcing. I'm sure there are many reasons her counsel advised her against talking to him. Um, Elizabeth. And was she in touch with Tom's lawyers throughout filming? She's already said no, she was not in touch with Tom's lawyers. And any communication went between her lawyers, not her directly. Y'all, I'm getting Liddy City tonight. Lighten up. Let's get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Ow. Ow. Liddy City. Hey. Let Ray live. That's funny. Anything else about Beverly Hills and the reunion? Tom dangled money to Erica. She indulged shallow reason for staying in a marriage. Yes, I agree. And that's what I thought going into this part two of the reunion. But in this case, she said that she didn't stay for the money. I mean, and whether you believe her or not is, is neither here nor there. But according to what she said, she stayed in the marriage not for the money, because obviously she was making her own money. She stayed in the marriage because she didn't have access to the money. All she had were two credit cards, and that's what she would live her life on were those two credit cards. So if she left and he cut those two credit cards, then what is she going to do? Um, according to her, that's not me. That's what she said in the reunion in response to what you said. Um, if she isn't talking to him, they can't accuse her of conspire. Uh, yeah. If she's talking to him, they can conspire to they can accuse her of conspiring with him, which is the narrative right now. After party, maybe we'll do after party. No, honey, she had zero access to her funds. Yeah, that's why she had zero. Yeah, I don't know who you're, you're responding to, Jeannie, but curious to hear your thoughts on Lala and Randall's situation since I know them personally. Oh, well, tell us, Mike Lush. What do you think about the Lala and Randall situation? Um, we will get into Lala and Randall shortly. Anything else about Beverly Hills before we wrap this up? I wasn't in your live yesterday. What did you think about the page six LVP released the story? I mean, we all knew, but more focused on Rinna's reaction. Like, sis, go away. Um, what did I think about it? She said, was she saying that it was a conspiracy set up against her but with Kyle and Rinna and Chris Cullen, and they all set this up to take her down? I mean, at some point, like, just say you had a hand in it. Done. Why not stay? Leaving a marriage is hard, and she probably had a great setup. Do what she wants and occasionally dusty sex. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Um, it looks like, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. I'm so disappointed in LVP because I loved her so much. I think a lot of people loved LVP, and LVP just keeps circling the drain. Okay, 
then I guess that's all we have about Beverly Hills. Let's move into Lala and Randall. Give them Lala, but without Rand? Say what? Okay, so obviously we know that over the weekend, Randall was photographed out with some young ladies out at a hotel. Uh, Lala then seemingly, after rumors surfaced that he had cheated on her, Lala seemingly moved into the Beverly Hilton Hotel. Um, But now it seems like she's back home. She was photographed the other day out and about, not wearing her wedding ring, yelling at somebody on the phone. She had her book signing at the Grove this week as well. She's been spotted out without an engagement ring. There's no sign of Randall with her. He wasn't at the book signing. He didn't seem to be out with her afterwards. We saw her out with Brittany and Stassi. Didn't look like Randall was there. But she nor Randall have addressed any of the scandal um, there are all, she also removed him from all of her Instagram photos. They're not following each other, but I don't think they've ever been following each other. I, um, I even knew that for a minute they were blocked on each other's Instagram accounts. Uh, there are also new rumors that there were text messages that she found of him sexting other girls. I don't know what sex, what is defined as sexting. I don't know if they were just inappropriate messages or actual photos or an exchange of photos or just the reception of, of maybe naughty DMs. I'm not sure, but there were messages that Lala apparently found. TMZ's reporting, though, that they're staying together. They're trying to work things out. She seems to be back at home. They're not posting anything together, but... They seem to be living in the same house together. We know that they have a podcast tour coming up. We know that she has obviously a book tour that might be coming up now that she started to do one book signing. I would assume there would be more to come. She did sell out of that book signing. I know that she wants to be a New York Times bestselling author. This may be part of the strategy to help her get there. Like I said, TMZ is reporting that they're working things out. I don't know how true that is. I know that there's a lot of conflicting information out there. What ladies are sending that man nudes? The ladies that want to be in his movies. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I've sent some naughty photos to some very gross looking men. Um, And that was me needing my own validation. I mean, and if he was giving out Range Rovers and Gucci slides, like, I mean, hey, I want a Range Rover. Oh my God, I love Ashley and Farah. What's going on with Ashley and Farah? Where's Ashley and Farah? Rock of Love. Is someone from Rock of Love in here? I love Rock of Love. Is Farah here? I love Farah. I've been trying to get Farah on the podcast for a minute. Oh, Farah is in here. Hi, Farah. Right? That's Farah, right? Haven't we all? Yeah, we've all sent some naughty nudes to some questionable people. Um, Yeah, I'm a Rock of Love fan too. Coochie for the Gucci. That's right. Coochie for the Gucci, Tosh. Coochie for the Gucci. Yes, Farah. Where is Farah? Hi, Farah. I haven't seen her say anything, but hey, Farah, what's going on, girl? Um, yeah. Like I said, we know that there's a podcast tour coming up. I would assume that they're going to stay together for the tour and the podcast. Like, there's too much money on the table for them to end this. I would... I don't think he's actually cheated on her, like as in having sex with other women. I think that he probably is a flirt and I'm sure he's talking to other women. I'm sure he's having naughty conversations with other women. I'm sure he's accepting photos from the other women. I know a lot of people are are assuming that this is all an orchestrated PR stunt to help promote the podcast or possibly promote her book. I think the fact that neither of them are addressing it 
leans into that because obviously they could shut it down in two seconds and and then they'll die out of the news cycle. So I see where a lot of people are coming from with them thinking that this is all a PR stunt. Um, he's pulling a Michael Showhead. Yeah, I think it is a Michael Showhead situation. I think he's texting and who knows, maybe Reza and Gigi sent fake text messages to Randall too and they're trying to set him up. Who knows? But I would assume that they're going to stay together and that this becomes a topic for their podcast or possibly a storyline for Vanderpump Rules in the future. They'll find a way to reclaim the narrative, but they're going to, you know, they're going to work it out. I don't envision her leaving him, to be honest. I mean, if anything, I can only see her leaving him after they get married and then she can make sure she collects that alimony check. Yeah, this spoof text, Lindsay, that's exactly what happened. Where did Mike Lush go? He said he had tea on Lala and Randall, and then he disappeared. Mike Lush, what is the tea? Okay, any other thoughts about Lala and Randall before we mosey on over to Sonia and Heather and Leah and the cigarette ashtray? Woof. I'm over Vanderpump Rules. I'm all about Vanderpump Dogs. Is anybody fucking watching that? Who's watching Vanderpump Dogs? Is that a real thing? You're lying. You're lying. That's not a real thing. People don't watch that. Mike, don't play with us. Hi, Gina Marie. Welcome on in. Okay, so we're done talking about Lala and Randall then. All right. Let's move on. No no thoughts, just vibes. Get it together, Giselle. Yeah, I'm not. Hello. Um... I can watch, I watch Vanderpump Rules. I like Vanderpump. I mean, it's not amazing this season, but I mean, we'll see where it goes. I have a little bit of faith. We'll see where Vanderpump Rules goes. Yeah, I agree. It's not that great. Like, Charlie's not great, and Raquel is not great. Like, you can't replace Stassi and Kristen with Charlie and Raquel. Like, come on. Let's be real. Charlie, Stassi. Charlie, Stassi. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so this book, Not All Diamonds and Rose, making a lot of heads. Oh, there's Mike Lush. Mike Lush finally came back. Mike Lush teased us with the T on Lala and Randall and then disappeared. Mike Lush. That book sounds amazing. Yes, it does sound amazing. It's making a lot of headlines right now. Dave Quinn, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Maybe he'll do it. Maybe he won't. This will be for book club. Yes, book club kicks off next week. So there aren't actual chapters in the book. Um, It's broken up into parts. So you have part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six. So... It's also a very, like, dense book. I have no tea. I was just curious on your thoughts. And then you left the live and you missed all of my thoughts. I have lots of good thoughts. I am a thought. Um, it's a very thick book. Look at it in comparison to The Housewives. Look at how thick this is in comparison to The Housewives by Brian Moreland. Um, so I can't wait to dive in. We will be breaking down part one this upcoming Tuesday. We go live every Tuesday night. Not a Charlie fan. Either I'm confused as to why she's on the show. Yes, Charlie's boring as fuck. Um, Kristen was, you thought Kristen was boring? I thought Kristen was crazy and drew drove a lot of storylines for sure. Um, but so in the book, they talk about Leah. Okay, so they, I guess Sonia was interviewed. I haven't read the book only because 
I literally just got my copy today. It's been on back order on Amazon. So I know like some people aren't even getting their copies until November right now. So if you're able to get your copy in time for book club next Tuesday, go and get it. I posted the Amazon affiliate link um, in my stories, but we are going to break it down on Tuesday. In the book, though, Sonia ends up talking a lot of smack about Leah's sister and about Tinsley. And then Leah was like, hold up, wait a minute. I'm coming for you. And then she posted on her Instagram stories and she's just like, um, excuse me, Sonia. Now I really now you want to talk smack about my sister? Oh, hell no. And then she put a photo of an ashtray with cigarettes and basically calling Sonia an ashtray because apparently, yes, I did get a haircut, Alicia. Thank you very much. Um, apparently there Heather Thompson, Heather Holla Thompson was talking about in the in the book that she was upset with Sonia because this is all like third party information. Because like I said, I literally just got the copy today, so I haven't dove into it yet. But so from what I gathered, Heather was saying that she was hurt by Sonia and she was always taking care of Sonia and she like would pick her up off the floor when she would get shit face drunk. And then she would also like, there were, you know, times where Sonia was so blasted and, you know, she was just a crazy party girl that guys would put like cigarettes in her vagina. And it was just like very graphic. And then, um, that's why Leah then went and got upset and then posted about the, the ashtray, basically calling Sonia an ashtray because men were putting cigarettes in her vagina which exactly, yeah, that sounds very painful. I would not want anybody to put anything anywhere up inside me. I barely like anybody putting anything, like you can't even put a finger inside me. Let's be very clear. So, you know, you're not going to put a cigarette inside me. But Sonia apparently enjoyed it. And so Heather was like outing how crazy drunken Sonia would get on these outings. And Leah got upset and now they're beefing. But Sonia, from what I've understood seems to be kind of laughing it off and is like, oh, it's a scandal. And this is a scandalous book. And ha 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 ha. <sighs> mm. She was on drugs. That's weird. AF. She probably was on drugs. Like she's such a party girl. Luann is such a party girl. Like these girls party. I don't think Ramona is that much of a party girl. I think Ramona is more of a hoe. You're a hoe. You're a hoe. You're a hoe. I think Ramona is a hoe. I don't think Ramona is a crazy, you know, cokehead party girl. You guys had funny banter. Who had funny banter? Random, did you talk to Katie? Do you still talk to Katie from After Buzz? Um, no, I don't still talk to Katie from After Buzz. I don't. I had to end that friendship. Maybe we'll talk about it in an after party. I don't know. But because um, everyone's here for the tea. But no, I sadly don't talk to Katie anymore. She was really fun and we had great banter and I loved working with her. Um, but it just wasn't a compatible friendship. You're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe. Yeah. So Sonia's a hoe. But I mean, I don't mind hoe. Coke in the bathroom. Oh yeah, Lisa Renna talks about the Coke in the bathroom situation. She said producers were the ones that were that were told her about the Coke in the bathroom. Like this book literally just looks so good. But the other interesting part of the book is it literally looks like it's just transcripts. Like literally the book is just interviews with other, with all the housewives. And there's very little like actual writing in the book, which I find very interesting because Brian Moylan's book is like actually researched. Um, and like there's like information and timelines and stories and like all of that stuff. 
Whereas Dave Quinn's book doesn't look like he wrote anything. So I'm curious as to why it says written by Dave Quinn when Dave Quinn doesn't appear to have written anything in the book. Like the entire book is just a transcript of interviews from all of the housewives. It sounds good. I was talking to Jacques Peterson from the uh, from the uh, unpopular podcast, and he says it's riveting. So I can't wait to dive into it. This book has it all. Well, yeah, the book really mentions it all. I can't wait to read it. But I th- did think that it was interesting. Like it doesn't say like edited by Dave Quinn or interviewed by Dave Quinn. It said, I wish Brian had more access to all the people Dave did. I wish so too, but Bravo cock blocked this. And, and um, Bravo cock blocked this book from what I've heard, blacklisted Dave Quinn. Um, and then according to Dave Quinn on Twitter, he says that Bravo stole the idea from him to do Not All Diamonds and Rosé. That it was originally his idea. He was pursuing the book idea and then... Bravo ended up taking the idea and giving it to Dave Quinn to publish. Oof. Reading it on my flight tomorrow. So excited for my first book club. Yay, Colleen. I can't wait. I'm excited for you to join the first book club too. Maybe because there's so much info, he said today, it's about stories, not facts. I mean, either way, I'm here for it. I think it's actually kind of smart because it's told, I think it would have been a smarter ploy to say not all diamonds and rosé by the housewives in, in conversation with Dave Quinn. Like, I don't know why we gave Dave Quinn the title credit. It should have been written or as told by the housewives. Like something, I mean, I guess it says the, the inside story from the people who lived it. I just think we're giving Dave Quinn a lot of, a lot of credit here. I do want to talk to Dave Quinn, though. I think... Um, I like Dave Quinn. I don't have anything against him. Okay, anything else, guys? We talked about Teresa and Louie. We talked about Rojas' Beverly Hills. We talked about Lala and Randall. We talked about Sonia and her cigarette vagina. Anything else before we wrap up book club today? I mean, sorry, today's not book club. Before we wrap up the live, you look so good with the dark hair. Um, thank you. It's my natural hair. It's I just got a haircut, so you see more of the root. I've been debating about like maybe temporarily going back to black. I hate my black hair so, so much. Oh, Winter House. Um, thoughts on Winter House. I would say Winter House was cute. Um, I would give it maybe like a generous 7 out of 10. It didn't wow me. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good spinoff of some spinoffs, but it didn't wow me. I didn't, I wasn't like riveted by it. It's not something that I like, it's something that I'll be like, oh yeah, I have a new episode of winter house this week. I have a new episode of winter house tonight. Um, but not something that I'd be like, oh my God, winter house is on tonight. Like it's cute, but it was, it was okay. It was a good, solid, generous seven out of 10. Um, I love your lavender. I bought a wig to match. Oh my God, Giselle. I love the lavender too. I may go lavender again. Maybe. We'll see. It does. It washes out when your hair is blonde. It's like platinum is mine. It washes out so fast. So it's like within less than a week, the, the, the lilac is gone. Um, you don't have to go black. You could go medium brown. I don't want to go... Me- like, if I'm going to go dark, then I don't want it to be an artificial dark. I want it to be my natural dark color. That way we, like, give my scalp a break from all the bleaching. I've been bleaching it straight for four years. Um, so, yeah. 
Thank you guys. Thank you guys. The platinum is you. Exactly. The platinum is me. It's too basic to have dark hair. The Meghan McCain interview was good. Blondes have more fun. I agree. I haven't seen the Meghan McCain interview, but I definitely will check it out. I know she was on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. Okay, good. Everyone's in agreement. I should not go back to black. I should definitely stay blonde. Okay. Um, all right. Then I'm going to wrap up this live. Maybe we'll do, do we want to do after party tonight? If we want it late to the party, we may do after party and then we can get, oh wait, we have a couple of questions. Let's do Q and A real quick and then we'll wrap. Uh, the comments are saying Erica had a mic in her ear. I don't think that's true though. Thoughts. I haven't heard that. That sounds like a really great Erica hater fan theory. Um, and maybe she did. Maybe her lawyers were talking to her. I think we would have heard about that if that were actually the case. That sounds more of like a fan theory. Um, not a question, but I think that most women in Erica's situation, when they don't have access to the stash of cash until they have enough and a plan. Yeah, I, I think that that was probably the case. Okay. All right, guys, then we're going to move over to After Party. If anyone wants to join the After Party, I'm doing it on my personal account, which is at Just Plain Zach. The link to my personal account is in the bio for this account. So thank you. Be sure to grab your copy of Not All Diamonds and Rosé. That way we can break it down on Book Club this upcoming Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. We also will be live next Thursday and every Thursday for Tea Time, Thursday, Thursday, Tea Time, 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. If you're watching this on the YouTube, then please hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Leave me a comment below. Did you hate me this week? Did you love me this week? Let me know. Hit that bell notification button. That way the tea is always spilled fresh in your inbox or in your notifications. If you're listening to this on the podcast, Hello. I hope your ears had a nice treat with me tonight or this morning or whatever time you're listening to this. Thank you so much for supporting Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Please leave me a five-star review because I love that validation. I really do. I love all the sweet reviews that I've gotten recently, and I really appreciate you guys. Exactly. You're right. Um, you're absolutely right, Sailor. If I went dark, then I could no longer say naturally platinum blonde. So... I have to keep up the Naturally Platinum Blonde brand. Um, also, if anybody wants to try some of my wine, Instagram, I'm not telling people to drink alcohol because obviously that's a dangerous act and people should drink responsibly. I don't want Instagram to get mad at me again. But if anybody wants to learn more about my wine, not saying to purchase it, but just learn more about it, it's a Housewives-inspired rosé, 14% alcohol by volume, less than a gram of sugar, available at nofilterwine.com, nofilterwine.com. Dot com. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Mwah. Going over now to do to do um, book club. Or sorry, not book club. After party. You know what I mean. All right, guys. Bye.